first of all, I'd like to say thank you to everyone who's taking time or who has made it a point of duty to listen and pay attention to Break Hype podcast from time to time every week. Today we'll be having a very special guest in the studio, my uh, wonderful sister who happens to be a nurse and a medical entrepreneur, if I may uh, call it. So her name is Olive, Nurse Olive. She's been running a medical um, mobile clinic for a couple years now, and she's been um, doing some wonderful um, job with running the company so far in our very, very um, tough terrain, Lagos State, Nigeria. We'll be talking today about what it entails to start a business within the medical sector of Nigeria, especially in Lagos. So, Uli, what's up? How are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> what has it been like running a startup in the medical sector in Nigeria? Uh, it's been really challenging, I must say. Like, uh, you know how Lagos is now, the hustle and all, you know, you have to market your services, you know, you have to bring in people, you have to change your mindset, you know, about... Um, the importance of maintaining yeah, your health. Exactly, you know. An average Nigerian won't uh, um, subscribe to you coming to the houses to treat them or to give them vaccines. So it's been really challenging. All right, maybe you should f start off by telling us a little about Kreuz Mobile yeah. Clinic. Okay, so it's actually pronounced as the Kwase Mobile Kwase. Clinic. Kwase. Yeah. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, the Kwase actually means um, the cross in English. And um, uh, this mobile clinic, I think we started like a few, like two years ago. It was um, mainly for um, giving vaccines to clients. We had uh, quite a large number of people coming to us for vaccines. Uh, so I and my partner, Dr. Bolu, decided, okay, we should um, branch into the um, rendering these services to them at their convenience. Yeah, so that's what it's really all about for now. So it's more like having the hospital come to you rather than like home service yeah it's home service but then is there is there some kind of limitation as to what you can do in the house so for instance i know if i have malaria i can obviously have the clinic come and um inject my butt with chloroquine <laughs> but then um i did at what point do you know that this is beyond home service at what point and do you refer them to hospitals when it gets to that point Yes, um, for now, what, what we do, um, because we're still um, thinking of, um, you know, ways to expand our services and improve our services, and for the fact that we don't have, um, that we are not mobile, literally, yeah. you know, um, we really don't um, deal with um, critical cases. cases, so what we do is just the normal malaria, you know, post-op, for example, and um, we um, give vaccines to patients. So that's really all what we do for now, still. <laughs> okay, so back to the initial question I asked. Mm -hmm. In terms of um, running a startup within 
running a medical start startup within Nigeria? What are the major challenges you have? You already mentioned that um, um, getting people to even consider health input because in Nigeria we are mostly usually just involved in self medication. Mm. And most of the times you find out that people are treating ailments or illnesses that don't even exist, mm. like giving, taking wrong medication for wrong, um, for a different illness. Do you spend time in educating them? Is that a major challenge or what other challenges supersede that? Uh, I wouldn't say that has been a challenge per se, because what we do is um, we try to um, send information to our clients on whatsapp on instagram or, and other social media platforms on um health on health and um, diseases and um, things that they should do but um i'll say the major challenge we've been facing is um trying to market these services to them as regards how they perceive uh you know the you know tell I, I would say a mobile clinic is new to some people you know how nigerians are now like they prefer going to the hospitals you know like the traditional way go to the hospitals you know get treated but now you're bringing you're bringing something new to them and you're telling them oh this is something they can actually get in their houses and then some, some of them have the mindset of oh, okay it can't be as good exactly do you get based on the hospital have more equipment and all of those things. So it's something that we have been trying to, you know, explain to them. And then we try to tell them that there are some kind of cases we would not want to take, you know, and there are other kind of cases that would not be um, an issue for us, per se. So you, you do have some minimum um, required equipment that you have to have to do this? Yes, exactly. Does it make it easier that you and your partners, uh, you and your partner, uh, nurse and doctor? Yes, it does. And considering the fact that I would want to go into telemedicine, it's actually what's telemedicine? Uh, telemedicine. This is where um, clients or patients get to talk to their doctors, the the pharmacists, you know, nutritionists, and um, let's say medical practitioners. Um, as a whole, they get to talk to them on um, social media platforms, you know, uh, true calls, true videos, and all of those things. Yeah, so that's what telemedicine is all about. So having to dabble into something like that, it's uh, it's it's of um, importance that you're actually in that um, sector Already. professionally. Yes. Okay. So. What I would assume is you need some um, approvals mm. to start a business in the medical line. What kind of approvals would you need? And are the approvals unique to the various parts of um, the sector you decide to play in? Say, for instance, I know if I'm to be a dentist, if I want to run the business as a dentist, what I might need might be different from what you need. I'm not sure. I'm just asking. Do you have? Mm. Do you do you need different approvals for? Yes. And are there different bodies for that? Uh yes, yes. Um, like take for example, a pharmacist will not, you know, go to the um, 
what's it called the mdcn to get certification that's for um that's the medical and dental council of nigeria so what they would do is to go to the pharmacist council of nigeria that's the pcn to get to wow. get approval to um you know um have a pharmacy and all of those things so for clinics and hospitals and um mobile clinics in um lagos state actually because it varies in some states so in lagos states the first thing you do is to get cac as businesses usually do uh, get cac and then the next stage is to um you have to have um a doctor on ground that has a um, license that has you know a license from from MDC and that's the Medical and Dental Council of Nigeria. And the next stage will be that you have to register. You have to re register through um, a farmer. So um, these guys are called the Health Facility Monitoring and Accreditation Agency. And that's in Lagos State, that's for Lagos State. So those people would, um, you know, give you the go ahead to practice either or, or to own a clinic or hospital. And then apart from that, they will have to come and inspect before they give you that go ahead. You know, they have to see that you have all the necessary equipment and um, um, staffs on ground. Um, yeah, so that's basically it for clinics and hospitals. Right. Is there? I know in real estate, for instance, if I'm going to because recently they just. Um, they just launched this last era a body that handles um the handles the certifications or licensing of real estate practitioners mm. so and we know how it is generally in nigeria they are usually bottlenecks when, when it involves anything when the, when anything involves the government how long does it take to get is it really seamless to get most of these licenses or is it easy is it simple or is it um is it just as in every other sector are there bottlenecks mm, not really the basic thing for you to do is to have your practicing license so as a nurse i have my practicing license and my partner being a doctor has a practice license so um coming together and we say okay we want to own let's say like a physical clinic yeah so what we do is to have a building you know Put, um, we have to meet the requirements of a farmer. You know, they have things that you'd have to, you know, the equipment that you need, you know. So if you have all of those things put in place, it won't really take time. What they'll just need to do is to come and ins inspect, and then the next thing would be to, you know, give the go ahead to practice. All right. So I'm assuming. Um, but is there a limitation to who you can partner with? For instance, I'm an engineer by, by on paper anyway. I'm an engineer, and you decide to start a business as a nurse. Mm. Is it possible for me to partner with you because I have the money, mm. or do your partners have to? Do do all your partners have to be in the medical line? Mm. Normally, I would say to own a hospital or to own a pharmacy you have to be in that line but um so you have to be the person has to be majority owner yes 
Yes. But they can partner they with other people. Use, yes, because you'd have to use um, the license to get. So being a nurse, being a doctor, being a pharmacist, and you want to own your own um, hospital or your own pharmacy, you'd have to use your own license. Do you to get? Pursue. Yes. So if you now have a partner coming in to say, okay, you know what, I want to partner with you, I want to you know, um, bring in finances and all of those things, which is fine, you can do that. But I would say the majority of the whole, what's it called? The whole, um, should I call it shares or something? Yeah, yeah, equity. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that would be um, for the person in charge of the um, license. Mm. The person who wants the license, rather. So I... All right, I, I guess that's, I guess that's understandable. So when you got the license for Kwasi mobile, mobile clinic, was it restricted to just Lagos or is it possible for you to operate outside of Lagos? Uh, because I'm um, in Lagos right now or because we just started the business. For now, we are more focused on um, our patients in Lagos. No, I'm saying, does the license restrict you to Lagos? Mm. Or can you, if, it, as as the business grows, is it possible for you to expand to other states without going for additional license to be able to practice in those states? Are you, of, of course, if you're to expand to other states, you have to have, you have to meet that criteria. Oh, see. Mm. Different criteria for different states. Exactly. Alright, we had a pharmacist on the show if i think about two months ago and he talked about how the how the covid era was doing pretty well was was doing the pharmaceutical sector so much good and i was wondering is it limited to just the pharmaceutical sector or the entire medical sector we know that medical practitioners are the frontliners when um, in this covid era so i'm wondering has it has it had any positive effect on the business has there been significant have people taken their health more seriously and then have you had more calls as a result of that or is it just flat oh okay so i would say it has really been of uh, a great advantage to the health sector in general um, apart from those other hospitals that had to be closed down due to the COVID-19, you know, invasion. But um, for, pharmac for pharmacies, I will say that I feel like their um, sales really went up that period. You know yeah, how people prices were, even went up. Yes, yeah. people were rushing to get supplements, vitamin C's and all. But for the mobile clinic, it really helped us in a way that, you know, for something that most of our clients would probably just want to go walk into the hospital, they would want us to come to them. Why? Because they were scared of oh, you know going to I the hospital see. and you know for fear infected. of infection. Yes, so they would prefer we come to them and um, give vaccines. There are some kind of vaccines that you probably give for free that they would give them for free rather in the government hospitals. But because of the COVID nineteen, you know they had to pay for these vaccines do you get so at their convenience yeah so in in general this COVID-19 has really you know um, been of advantage great advantage to the health sector 
That's fantastic. So it's a generic thing. Mm. So I can I can say that arguably people have become more health conscious. Yeah. People are scared. <laughs> so definitely <laughs> they have. Well, well how long do you think the fear is going to last? Ah, we are Nigerians. <laughs> I'm very sure the fear has reduced to probably let's say like sixty percent <laughs> because people are still going out, you know. Just within a few months. Mm, so I doubt if people are still as scared as they were like um, a month or two ago. Alright, being someone who is doing business within the health sector, and I'm sure some of our listeners are are um, probably considering doing a business within the health sector. You know, everybody can actually do business. Mm-hmm. You can be a doctor and be thinking about starting up something. Mm-hmm. You can be um, an engineer and be thinking of starting up something. Everybody has the potential to run a business um, in the future. What would you tell those in the health sector? I mean, what do you think the future of doing business within the health sector in Nigeria would be? Is it is there going to be higher demand for private um, for private individuals to come into business within the health sector? We know that very few there are very few hospitals which are as good as public hospitals and a lot of people feel more comfortable going to public hospitals. So are you saying or do you think rather that the future would demand more um, individuals to go into business in, within the medical sector? Do you think that would be the case? Um, yes. Um, I'll say yes because um, we've noticed like a, um, should I say a dramatic rise in um, telemedicine. You know like um, a few months ago I would argue that most people didn't know what is called um, telemedicine. But I recently took a survey and I noticed that most people actually do know what is called telemedicine now. And um, some of these telemedicines are actually owned by, um, you know, individuals who are um, in, in business or doing other professional, or they, I would say they're that not into the medical line. Really? Yes, but they have doctors and nurses working for them. Is yeah. that permissible? Ah, uh, it's not wise. I won't say it's wise. I will not hear it from me. <laughs> but it's something that most people are, are doing as it is. Even in the um, pharmaceutical industry, you see people... <laughs> Evil men have always had that that entire (laughs) sector. Mm. So you see things like this happening and I I feel like it's going to really shoot up in years to come. Um, Based on what is happening now with the COVID-19 situation on ground. You see, I'm very sure that most people have noticed the mad sales, you know, that um, some pharmacists or most pharmacists you know yeah people like yeah. me <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm very sure you know business business minded people would probably just consider going into this sort of investment yeah so all right so if one decides to start assuming one is one ha- one is nurturing the idea of starting a business within the medical sector 
what is the one thing you think the person should look out for that you might not be able to see before starting the business like for for every business at all mm. when you are on the outside when you're writing your business plan it looks all simple uh two sales per month times 12. Mm. you know all those things are easy to just think about i'm not negating the importance of a business plan but what is the one thing that one might not see before jumping into business within the medical sector mm, business in the med- medical sector is something that has to do with patients you know it's um and um having okay normally i would i would say that there's a high demand in the medical sector apart from the COVID 19 that there has always been a, ma- a high you know demand people would always fall sick people would always want to buy drugs you know people would always want vaccines and so on uh so but you know um as a new comer in this business in this kind of business you'd have to be very patient you know you don't expect to start seeing the returns immediately and it's a business that you have to keep pumping in funds and you have to you know also um, put the work that's the marketing work and all of those things and then you have to you have to stand out from other people you know you have to think outside the box you know starting starting this um, clinic I I usually just thought okay um, okay let me start you know a mobile clinic and then see how but going into it and spending like quite a number of um, months I would say and I've come to realize that you there are so many people competing with you and then you have to stand out you know you have to give your clients and um, patients a reason to always come back to you because so, we have a large it's a large market to okay. get you know. so like every other business mm. you still need to consider running it as a business you know, i think the misconception most people in the medical line have is they think oh because it's a necessity people would naturally just use or pay for my service without considering the fact that you have to really market it like a business mm. in fact i learned some time ago that it was illegal to market or to do adverts for hospitals or stuff like yeah. that mm-hmm. wow so that will make it difficult you yeah. have to be tactical about how you get your customers or your patients in quote to come to your hospital Sadly. Sadly. thank you very much for showing up <laughs> miss olive or should I say nurse olive <laughs> that's all for this episode of Rickhive podcast if you like us to give us a rating also you can subscribe on google and apple podcast Visit our website on www.brickhype.com and subscribe to our membership for more informative investment tips and our monthly report for 500 naira or $1 every month.